Hello, everyone, and welcome to Scandalabra. I'm your host, Mark Burnett, and today we are talking to someone I consider the best of the best. Um, now, the funny thing is he does, too, although he's a lot more humble and a lot more generous than I am. Um, I do know he throws some wicked Christmas parties. Um, if you're into maximalism, this guy's for you. Uh, he's also known as the Hollywood hair guy, uh, which makes sense with clients like Simon Cowell, Ryan Seacrest, Jennifer Hudson, Kelly Clarkson. Okay, let's just go on and on, right? On that note, I'm just going to call you my friend, Dean Banowitz. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be so much fun. I can't wait. Uh, well, you're in it now. There's no waiting. It, this is it. Yes. Yeah, take a big breath because <laughs> I have lots of fun questions for you. Um, as I'm sure our listeners are wondering, hmm, what exactly does he do? So just in a nutshell, what do you do? Like, how do you describe your work? Well, to describe this, the best way I can think of is when I describe it to my family of 15 children in Iowa, because they think I work at a salon in Hollywood and not, awesome. not necessarily doing hair for network shows. Right. So, so, so that's what it is. You're, you're a hairstylist for network shows. Is that correct? How Celebra okay. You know, celebrity stylist, but then a show stylist as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, gotcha. Show stylist. I like no, that. no feature stylist because I don't want to really do any movies right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, well, I'll ask why. <laughs> well, because <laughs> if you do movies, then you, um, you're traveling and I love uh, my house too much and I want to stay here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. You know. You're, yeah. You're also called the locks wizard. What's that? <laughs> What's the locks? Are you going to come like change the front lock on my door? <laughs> I mean, I wish I was that butch, but no, I wouldn't even know where to start. I have this I have this fingerprint lock, which is the best. Um, no, locks. Everybody talks about their, you know, like Goldilocks, mm -hmm. you know, her golden mm -hmm. hair. Um, but a lock specialist. I'm a hair ho. I'm a hair guy. Hey, okay. You are you are hitting all the titles. Um yeah. I do I do have a question for you. Since yeah. your Christmases are so big, do you think the higher the hair, the to, the closer to God we are? Um <clears throat> I will say I I like a good set of pumps too to to take that. <laughs> to the next level so, well, so it is why do when you can overdo right yeah it's never done till it's overdone uh, i'm like okay, go, okay. i'm like go the extra mile it's never crowded i mean like <laughs> show up and you know that's the way i look at it so many reasons i love you all right so we played this game <laughs> called two truths and a lie have you ever played it before i have not tell me about this okay well so you're gonna tell me three kind of facts about yourself and i'll do the same and Two of them will be true, and one of them will be a lie. And you have to guess which one's the lie. And, of course, I'll do the same. So do you want me to go first? Uh, sure. Okay, so here are mine. So I've had curly hair my whole life, okay? But when I turned eight, it literally went straight as a razor. It literally, like, I couldn't even believe it. And I was, I was a ring bearer in a wedding. So the reason I know this is I have a picture of it. I was wearing this cute little blue suit and my hair is just perfectly straight, but it only was like that for a year. And I, like you on your Instagram, cause you know, we did some work, had like the classic page boy cut. <laughs> right. Okay. That's my first one. Second one is I'm actually a natural blonde. Most people don't know that, but uh, when I started off working for Jane Fonda and then went on to television, blah, blah, blah. You know, it seemed like the networks and everybody wanted my hair to be dark. So I just have always had dark hair because I color it. So that's my second one. My third one is at 17, you know, having curly hair, I just didn't think my hair was curly enough. So before my senior picture in high school, 
I put my mom's curlers in my hair. And needless to say, I ended up looking like... I already know that's true. Uh, you're right. That is true. <laughs> yeah, I look like Mac Davis. If anybody knows that singer-songwriter, he just was known for this head of full locks. Um, okay, so that's true. You got me on that one. So which one's the lie? The eight-year-old straight hair or I'm a natural blonde? Uh, natural blonde. Damn, you're good. I'm not a natural blonde. You, you're you, not. You've been in my head. <laughs> oh, didn't you? I, <clears throat> I love that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a natural blonde. Uh, I would say my hair is lighter, um, you know, and definitely have colored it to make it darker. But, um, you know, yeah, so that's fine. All right. So you got me on that. So, all right. I'm ready for yours. Yeah. Well, so when I was when I was 26, I was engaged to a woman. Okay. Um, and then uh, I uh, <clears throat> I realized the direction of my life, and I changed that. So that's one. Um, I was a special forces soldier in the army. Okay. And I was soldier of the year in the army as well. Okay, so I there are my three. All right, I hear you. Um, I think the special forces is a lie. Dang it! I'm yes. so close to getting that too. Yes, everything else is correct. I know, I know. So I love it that you switched directions at 26. I, I, I think that's actually the year I had a change of heart as well. Um, so it was a good year. It was yeah, a it was, good year. It was a good year. Um, and yeah, you were in the military. Tell us about that. Well, I was, I was, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because I was 15 year old, 15 years old when my uh, dad passed away. And I was like, I had all of these scholarships to go to music, you know, school, study music, full rides. And I just didn't want to do that. But I realized if I stayed at home, I would probably still be milking cows today. Ah. So I was like, I got to get out of here. And I thought I did what everybody else did. And I joined the U.S. Army. And <clears throat> it's very funny because I think that was my second day. I called my mom and I go, you know, I really don't think this is for me. <laughs> and she you're, goes, you're well, a quick learner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she goes, well, it is for you because you signed that contract. And she was like, make it a good tour of duty or a bad one. It's your choice. And I was like, uh, why is she always right? But I made it a good one. And it was a really good one. Yeah, it sounds like it. Well, yeah, hey, soldier of the year, for... 1987. I didn't want to yeah. age myself, but whatever. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Hey, do you have a picture of that or a plaque or something to commemorate it? Um, well, I have. I mean, I definitely have pictures uh, mm -hmm. when I was escorting Miss Fort Hood mm -hmm. um, in my greens. <laughs> I think I do have a picture of when I was soldier of the year. <laughs> Very cool. Well, um, thank you for <laughs> the service. I of course, that. I would do it again. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, what's the what was the first coolest thing you did in Hollywood? Well, you know, that moment where you're like, "Ooh, I got to like tell everybody, like you said, call your parents back in Iowa or whatever. Yeah, my what little the, my yeah. Iowa moment. Yeah. What was like the first thing you were like, "Ooh, I, I'm on to something here? Well, it was, you know, Anthony Robbins, mm -hmm. um, a big guru. Mm -hmm. um, when I was I was doing his hair. And he has for, a full head of hair, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. And he makes me feel petite and willowy because he is so much taller than I am. Uh, I mean, that's and just for the point. record, so for our listeners to know, how tall are you? I'm 6'4", six, 6'9", six, and he's. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it all works. But I was I was working with him doing um, some infomercials and stuff, and he had introduced me to a lot of his 
has a lot of friends, a lot of mm-hmm. very, very incredibly wealthy friends. Mm-hmm. And one of them was like, oh, I'd love to have you do my cut and color for an event that I have going on. And I was like, great. So I gave my information. And the day of the appointment, I was like, oh, I just need a an address so I know where to go. And he said, go to the Van Nuys private airport. And there was okay. a helicopter waiting for me to fly me to San Diego. To oh, shit. Okay. No, but, but wait for it, because I'm from Iowa. That shit doesn't happen in Iowa unless you are legit being medevaced to a hospital <laughs> right. or, they're drump, or, or they're dropping some chemicals on some crops. And I was in this helicopter and I was like, holy shit, this is an expensive haircut. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember how much he charged? Um, I remember it was, it was a haircut and I think I charged like 450 bucks or something like Uh, that. And and mind you, my mortgage in Iowa was $300. And I was like, (laughs) Oh my goodness, what is happening? Yeah. So, and then this, the cool factor took over because gosh, you've done so many cool things, Dean. Um, so on that note process, uh, that's a, that's a bit of, bit of a double entendre there, but, um, process like okay let's say you're doing an editorial piece um or you're working with a celebrity for uh you know a print a picture okay okay what's your process like um i know there's a lot of players and you got to consult with everybody and what they want but what's the dean when does the dean kick in and what are you thinking when you see someone so i i'm gonna use a different example because Mm -hmm. like um, you know, I did all the hair on uh, So You Think You Can Dance. Right. And what I do is literally a roadmap of hair. So we have okay. 10 contestants. Each contestant has three numbers. So let's say, let's just pick a random contestant. The first thing she's going to be doing is a period piece where we're going to put her in a finger-waved wig. Okay. And the second number is going to be a contemporary classic where they want some, you know, some beachy waves and flowy, emotional hair. And then the third one is going to be ballroom, wherever they want really strong structure and powerful hair. So, wait. First I, of all, do you do all of that in on the same show? Yeah. Oh, that's, okay. That's on the same contestant. So, what? okay. <laughs> so I'm like, what can I do in style number one that's going to make style two and three easier, but, ah. but more special? Uh-huh. So. For example, just go with me. I would uh-huh. put a scalp braid, like a little cornrow from the very top of the head to the nape and hide that. It's just a tiny little one, maybe a quarter of an inch. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the hair, I'm going to do a, a figure eight finger wave or a figure eight pin curl and get get them ready to be wigged with a, you know, finger wave period piece for the first one Mm -hmm. you know and everybody knows where the pins are after that first dance they come back and we're popping that wig off we take all of these pin curls out and now she has this really beautiful figure eight wave and we tousle that we do a couple of side braids and we connect them in the back but we also then literally sew that braid to the scalp braid that we put in earlier Okay, you're blowing my mind right now because oh. first of all, let's just keep this in perspective. This is a reality show uh, and it's live or live to tape. So no, it's you live. Really... It's oh, okay, live. <laughs> I'm sorry. Back up. It's live. So that literally the clock is ticking. So oh, you... and and a lot of times we'll have four and a half minutes to do these quick changes. And when I say quick change, it's not just hair. It's makeup, wardrobe, wardrobe, sewing in. You know the the contestant into the costume. And, you know, it's crazy because, you know, she goes out for this contemporary number. She dances, comes back. 
we start brushing out the curl, but we have that scalp braid. So then now we're going to put in a really structured French twist. And as we start doing that French twist, I now have that anchor point of that braid where I can literally sew that French twist in. So when she is doing really sharp movements, that hair is not going to move, but it's not going to look plastered. And just imagine doing that for 10 contestants. So 10 uh, contestants I can't even have- imagine doing it, let alone 10, <laughs> 10 contestants on a well, reality show in an hour or whatever. And, and that's not even like world dance. There's some days I would have 120 contestants that would need to be camera ready for their Ooh. numbers. Oh my gosh, Dean. Okay, I love I, that. my appreciation for you just got way deeper. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So, wow. Okay, I have so much to unpack here. Um, so, first of all, craziest contestant you've ever worked with? Oh my gosh, craziest, um, <clears throat> craziest contestant or celebrity? Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> Which let's start with <laughs> let's start well, with contestant and work our well, way to celebrity. I would, and I mean, as far as like challenging, you know, craziest like I don't know. You well, tell me. No, you know, like, because it's very different, you know, and also we can talk about American Idol, too, because, mm -hmm. you know, I've done that for, gosh, it's been on, this is our 20th season. I think I've been there 14 seasons because wow. yeah. I left a little bit to go help develop a product for QVC. That's a whole nother part of my life. But, you know, you know, when you when you're getting people ready for any one of these shows, everybody processes stress differently. So just imagine if you're a singer, Carrie Underwood, for example. Right. You know, season four, one of the most beautiful people I've met. She's super shy and she's super quiet. And that's the way she processes energy as well. So like, ah, just, you know, just imagine if you're about to sing in front of 40 million people and, every, right. and you know, music is, is creative. And, you know, you know, art, boo, everything is subjective. Yeah. And so the way people process you might think they're being difficult, but mm. they're not. They're just trying to focus. You're wise, so, though. You're wise, though. Like, you know, no, you on. just have to pay attention. You know yeah. what I mean? You, you can yeah. read, you can read right. people. But right. I will say my favorite crazy person is Kirstie Alley. Oh, okay. 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 Why? But she's, but she's, but she's a fun crazy. Right. I mean, I, we've, I've, I love doing her hair when, cause I met her at QVC and we would just, you know, in between different shows on QVC, we would just have we would just have fun. We'd go to the mall. We'd do, but she was so crazy. I love her so much. I love her so much. And it was um, there was one time, and I love this story. I was curling Kirsty's hair. She goes, "No, I don't want that kind of curl." And I go, "Everybody, calm down. We can correct the curl situation." And I go, "How do you want this curl?" She goes, "Do it like this." And so she took a piece of hair and she curled it. And I go, "Oh my god, can you do that again? Show me again." And so I made her do it like six times. I go, boo, you're almost done with this side of the head. I think you should keep going. <laughs> and she was like, do not even play that bullshit with me. And I was like, sorry, too late. But I mean, like, that's a fun kind of crazy. Do you know sure. what I mean? And yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. like, if anybody's mean crazy, I exit the room immediately. I'll have one of my team members do them. I don't even have time for that. Ah, uh, okay. So that's what you do. And how do you, is there, are there red flags? Are, are they being difficult? Are they criticizing you? Or like, what, what happens that you're like, uh, I'm out? Well, my favorite is, you know, part of that creative process, too. We have creative directors who are kind of making sure that the screens and and like the whole concept of that number is really cohesive. Gotcha. So we meet with them, you know, a week prior so we can wrap our head around what styles we're going to be doing and prep work. If we've got, if I've got to prep pieces or make a partial wig or whatever it is we need to do. Mm -hmm. But. The, the crazy thing is when you have a contestant, <laughs> when you have a contestant 
who you need to change their look. And they're like, well, you know, I asked all my social media followers uh, a survey and they said they really like my hair straight. And I go, Uh oh, because creative wants this. Well, I really just need to make my fans happy. And I go, okay, check, please. I'll put you with somebody else since you don't want to do anything different. Do you know what I mean? Because because I if you want paint by the numbers, Mm -hmm. that's fine. I like to be a little more free with my painting. Yeah. Well, you know what? Gosh, you just made me think of something. Um, you know, when I was on Clean House, I used to ask homeowners because we would scout before we'd actually, you know, go show up and shoot. And I would ask the homeowner, like, uh, you know, how long have you had that hairstyle? And I never really thought about how that relates to you, because mm-hmm. for me, someone who had a hairstyle, you know, that like a long time, yes. you know, chances are and please correct me if I'm wrong. They chances are not going to let it go. Yeah, they're, they're not going to let it go. They are not going to let it go. And B, um, someone at some point in their life thought they were super cute. And so they've just hung on to that compliment and they're like unwilling to change their hair, which, as you know, shows up in their life. Do you ever find people that are like, oh, like I would imagine long to short. I mean, do people cry? I mean, I know. No, I mean, I've I've never knock on wood had anybody cry after I've cut their hair. But, okay. you know, it's 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 funny. Like you mentioned, I, I've taken care of Simon Cowell for years and mm-hmm. and one of the nicest guys. And I've always tried to change his look. But that is he's so known for that look. Right. And I mean, trust me, I've had I've I've tried to have many hair interventions with him. And the thing is, is when you build a relationship with the client and they trust you, that's half the battle. And Mm -hmm. the thing is, is once you try to do that intervention and kind of change that look and you you kind of zero in that they're not going to do that. And you start to I mean, I think it was when I saw him on The Simpsons where Mm -hmm. he was so identifiable because of his hair. Ah, I was yeah. like, okay, so now it's becoming kind of an icon status, which is, it, it is what it is. It's like, right. you know, Twisted Sister. They're known right. for their hair. Right. And right. so then I start to compartmentalize it where if I don't do what he wants done, he's going to go to somebody else. And I don't want to really ruin that relationship. So there's sometimes I will take a backseat to that and just let it go. Sure. Other times I was like, hey, can we just change up maybe the temple area and just mix mix the shape up, maybe change the silhouette just a little bit. Right. And usually then they're pretty they're pretty open to a little change. So I like that. I, I mean, because, you know, if changes are emotional, then you got to like slowly depart. Right. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. yes. <clears throat> um, Baby steps. So- so you mentioned the idea of cutting someone's hair and no one ever really crying, which is great. Good for you. But have you ever <laughs> felt like you failed on the job? You know, like you um, went in to do something and it might not even been with your design. Maybe it was a new way to do it. You were really out there swinging out, experimenting, and it just didn't happen. I don't know. Well, <clears throat> so uh, it's funny because I had done a college lecture, a beauty school college lecture a couple of days ago in Chicago. Okay. And one of... um a student had asked a similar question to Mm -hmm. this and they go, have you ever failed? And I go, but here's the deal. When you fail, that's when you really learn. If you pay attention, you're going to learn something with every failure. That's just, that's just the way I look at it. But when I was doing Lisa Gibbons hair on the television show extra, she was hosting the lady of soul awards on um, BET. Okay. And so we're on, you know, we're on the carpet and she, I love her because she just lets me do whatever I want to her hair. And I put 
these braid pieces and we had so much fun and she looked so great and she had this like silver metal mesh outfit on and she looked stunning mm -hmm. but it was the very first time i've ever had a client that was like on the worst dress list and they were oh. they were just bagging her but then and i go lisa and i felt bad and i go lisa i'm so sorry and she goes don't ever apologize for that i'm in 22 different magazines <laughs> <laughs> and so i go oh she goes oh no all press is good press. Just understand that. Yeah. No, that's really interesting. Hey, everyone. This is Mark Burnett. I want to just take a moment to thank all of our supporters of Scandalabra. The listening support has been phenomenal, and we love it. Also, just want to remind you to follow us on Instagram at Scandalabra Podcast. Not only follow us and like us, but be sure to comment. We'd love to hear your feedback, especially about future episodes, things you'd like to hear on Scandalabra. There's also a donor link which will link you directly to Anchor, where you can support the cause. So many of you have by listening, and now it's time to be an even greater part of this movement. Scandalabra. Support us on Instagram, at Scandalabra Podcast, and as an official donor. I'm curious. You you throw around the word wig a lot. It seems yeah. like... It seems like well, let me ask this question differently. When we see celebrities with their hair, let's just yeah. keep it simple, what percentage of the time do you think it's not their real hair? I would say 97.2%. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, I mean, they've either have, they either have pieces in it, extensions, or right. a partial wig. Some have full wigs. Gotcha. And now what's the craziest thing you've ever put in someone's hair? Well, I was doing the opening number for Katy Perry at the AMAs, and it okay. was when she was singing... Um, unconditionally and i had to build 24 geisha wigs okay and <clears throat> um and plus we had you know we had a we had a thumbtack and a paper clip and maybe a tic tac as a budget right. so we were i i had hired one of my people on the team was the beauty consultant for memoirs of a geisha and so oh, oh, okay she, we went we went to every like salvation army and she was like get this and it was like a wicker basket i'm like what the hell are we doing with this she goes we're covering it with hair and it's going to be a shape and i go ah i go okay i have never put so many household kitchen <laughs> things <laughs> in someone's hair as i did for that event but that makes perfect sense like, no, it you know, doesn't. It's and, lightweight and it's easy to attach and, and you know, secure. Yeah. And I think what you're pointing to is just literally what I don't know that I don't know. It, you yes. know, I follow you on Instagram sometimes and you're like, today I'm flat rollings. <laughs> and I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, just break that down for me. Like, I think people don't understand the complexity of hair. Would you agree? No, I definitely. And, you know, the biggest question is I do a lot of dance shows like mm -hmm. World of Dance. So you think you can dance Dancing with the Stars. And mm -hmm. the biggest the biggest obstacle is maintaining that style after a pasta doble or a dance that's really aggressive or a jive. And the thing is, is it's a whole new mindset of how to attach and apply Ah. So you've got to make sure that it's secure because the last thing I want is my bun to fly off. <laughs> of course. Who, who wants their bun to fly off? Thank you. That's inappropriate. <laughs> <clears throat> totally. Especially on national television. <laughs> right. But I will, on that note, I will say I had a, a, a hairdresser that I hired on So You Think You Can Dance and she was doing one of the contestants. And during the contestants number, her hair started to fall out. 
Oh, what do you do? Are you freaking out backstage? Well, of the style. And I was like, she was a hot mess. Okay. Like this hairstylist was crying. She's like, please don't fire me. And I was like, why would I fire you? Yeah. I go, I know you're putting yourself through this. And for the rest of your life, you can Google this. It's archivable. So you can always remember it. Why do I need to dig it in even further? But I know it'll never happen again with you. And she goes, never. And sometimes when you fail like that, it's the best learning situation that you could really have happen yeah yeah that makes sense so if you you choose to to correct it and be better yeah not beat yourself up and live in the misery Uh, i'm curious dean um so when i think about these processes that i know nothing about Uh just take us through an obscure one like the first i love your roadmap that's just ridiculous i never thought like that but um you know like what's a what's a process that you know, maybe we see, but people don't really understand what went into it. Well, I will say that let's take the Met Gala because the Met Gala is really avant-garde and it's really extravagant and so on and so forth. And that there's, there's one, that one image that kind of sticks out in my head and it was Sarah Jessica Parker. And she had this incredible, beautiful fishtail braid that was secured to the side of her head. And everybody's okay. like, oh my God, I want that fishtail. And I go, well, then go to the hair shop and buy the fishtail because all that was put on her. Uh-huh. And it's funny because it's like the hidden secrets of hair. People are like, no, I thought that was her real hair. And I go, her hair would have to be beyond her butt if it's going to be that much to braid. Yeah, and growing out sideways or something. No, um, exactly. But, so but that's to, why it's those hidden secrets too. Yeah, but, it's, but to your point, if ninety-seven point two percent of the hair mm-hmm. is a wig, like it does seem like mm-hmm. most of the work then is done pre whatever. It's yes. all like your wigs and your. You must. Put, what are those styrofoam heads called? You must have a thousand of those. <laughs> yeah, the wig, the wig heads. Yeah, um, the wig heads. but you know, but the, the other thing too is. You know, there's there's different ways to manipulate hair. And I um I actually just started an online hair course program mm-hmm. and I did this whole um class on making sheets of paper out of hair. Oh, that's and, what I saw on Instagram. And I was like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> right. So, you know, I take braiding hair and it's a whole process of pressing it with product and and you start to press hair layer after hair layer, and it literally creates a hair sheet. Uh, oh, okay. Okay, I'm getting it. And like whatever... Patty, remember Patty LaBelle used to have those? I oh. might be way off base here. But remember how she used to have those <laughs> big loop yes. circles in her? Is that? I always thought of it like she took a vinyl LP and melted it. Right. So what that is, is that that is all. I don't know if that was her hair or not, depending on when it was. Mm-hmm. But that would be pressed out with an iron or whatever this is all like plastic hair Uh, oh and and just imagine you press it out and depending on the thickness depending on the layers that you put in like if it's a 15 layer hair sheet or a 20 um if it's more layers it's going to be stronger but then you can literally do whatever you would do with paper to this hair so if you want to origami something i i like origami flowers in this model's hair gosh and, you know, there's the, all of those things. It's just about how you look at a situation differently. And just remember, on most of these shows, my creative concept, like, I can't even tell you. On, on So You Think and World of Dance, they were like, your concept for this number is and um a snow globe comes to life. And that's all that's all the creative I get. And then okay. there was one that was like, just imagine Alexander McQueen 
and Galliano having lunch in Paris at an outdoor cafe. I was like, <laughs> what in the actual hell does that even mean? So right. you want your roadmap. So in, in order for me to be really objective about this whole thing, I uh -huh. go straight to the wardrobe department and straight to the makeup department because as long, I have an 80-20 rule. Okay. As long as I am 80% happy with my creative, I can bend on 20%. I can give wardrobe 10% and I can give makeup 10%. So I went to wardrobe and they're like, I go, what, what kind of outfit are you thinking? I go, I want to know about color. And they go, oh, we're going to do a really high color. I go, great. The hair has to be up. It has to be off the neck, right? So then makeup goes, oh, I'm going to glue appliques around their eyes. And I go, okay, so the face has to be clear. So I know that my direction for creativity has to be on the top of their head. Nothing, nothing is down and nothing is in the face because I want to make sure they get that area, that 10% so they yeah. can be creative as well. Yeah. And that's kind of how we build that map out. Uh, okay, so my mind's just, crazy, my right? mind's just kind of blown right now. Um, but let me just say this. At, at first glance, I'm not a hair person, but at first right? glance, I would think, oh, hey, uh, you're going to kill me. Hair's hair. I mean, how many things can you do with it? You know, it's long, it's short, it's this color. You can shape it this way, you know, and blah, blah, sure. blah, blah, blah. But um, do you ever exhaust ideas or do you ever struggle to search for an idea or do you feel like it's just unlimited possibilities? Well, there definitely are unlimited possibilities, but at any point in time, I have a variation between 20 to 40 different styles I can pull out of my head and uh. do efficiently and quickly. They don't all have to be the same because I could do maybe the bang differently or the side temple piece differently, but to have that structure of, you know, this is a foundation. Once I have this foundation, I can do this, this, and this based on the client, the talents, expectations, and needs. Like right. I've had, I've had a celebrity that hates the top of her ears. So she always wants that covered with hair. So gotcha. that makes sense. it's all those, it's all those little, you know, little quirks that I think are really interesting, but it also defines who they are. And I love that. Well, and I would think now that I'm hearing you answer that, I would think, too, even if you have like a grab bag in which you pull out certain classics and things that you do and then tweak yes. it, it's going to look different on that person. Their hair is going to look different. The event, the environment's going to influence it. Different, I mean, different color of hair, different length sure. of hair, texture of hair, all of it. So what's the um, biggest mistake you think people make with their hair just in general? Um. I was gonna say the biggest mistake I've ever made with hair. No, <clears throat> um, you know, honestly, is too much product. Yeah. Okay. Talk about that. Well, because just... you know, a lot of guys that come in and you know, and I cut private clients as well, and, and they were like, "I just can't do like I just can't do my hair." And I go, mm. "Okay, well, we're gonna work on it together." So I cut them, and when it's time for styling, I go, "Show me how you style your hair," and. And I go, exactly, pretend like I'm not here. And mm -hmm. the amount of product they put in their hand, I was uh, like, don't even, don't go any further. And I take the product off of their hands and I go, <laughs> I'll take it from here. We're going to use a quarter of this. Ah, uh, And they're so like, what? And I was like, yeah, everything in moderation. I would always rather build the product than have too much and try to deal with it. Okay. So speaking of men, which do you think are more challenging, men or women? Well, listen, men are just as, if not more needy than women. Yeah. 
is it the vanity? Is it because there's fewer options? I, you know, like, I think what? all of the above. A lot oh. of guys, you know, suffer from a little, you know, male pattern baldness. And mm -hmm. so sure. we try to enhance, conceal. You know, our job is to emphasize the good and minimize the not so good. Mm. And so that's kind of that's kind of my motto just in dealing with people in general. And, you know, for example, on The Voice, there was a contestant very young, but he had really thinning hair. And mm -hmm. we have a product, you know, it's hair fibers and you can puff it in and it just darkens up the hair. And <clears throat> and if the hair is just a little thin, you have that reflection on the scalp. And when I when I started to, to puff his hair, he was like, what is this? This is like a game changer. And and not to not to just sound weird or anything, but when you look good, you feel better. And sure. when when he felt better, it affected his performance. He goes, "I've never, I've never felt this good about the way I look." That makes and so that makes complete sense. And it's really, I mean, I might my registered trademark is I change lives one ahead at a time. <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, you know, I guess that's where the expression bad hair day came into play. Um, so I have a couple confessions, Dean. So okay. first of all, and you tell me whether I was, you know, crazy or whatever. I was doing the right thing. So I only wash my hair once every 10 days. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, but tell me, tell me why. Uh, because I really like the, my, the natural oils, I have curly hair and, yep. you know, and, uh, and I don't get like scalp itchy and crazy stuff like that. And, um, now I, of course I take a shower and I rinse it thoroughly and all that in between, but yes. I just really only apply a really good shampoo every 10 days. I've just found that my hair <laughs> can be itself better. Yes. Know. And, and, um, because you said you rinse your hair, that mm -hmm. makes a huge difference. Okay. Because there's a lot of people who don't wash their hair. And mm -hmm. and they don't rinse it or anything. But uh, I think it's really key <clears throat> that when you're in the shower, even just a steady flow of water, just to, it's really refreshing and it gets some of the dirt and debris out as well. But, you know, it all depends, too, on your and I love you said it right away, your your level of oil secretion with your hair. You don't have that very much, but there's some people who get oily just after a day. So right. it depends on that hair type, too. Yeah, well, just for the record, I didn't say oil secretion. You did, um, but well, that's uh, what it's you know. What I'm yeah, no, I'm with you. <laughs> I, I um, was trying to get that word in here some sometime yeah. today. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a high dollar word. Um, hey, um, I uh, so uh, head hair. What about face hair? Let's talk about that. So I I think when you and I met, I was on Clean House. I had yes. what, what's it called? A flavor saver? Oh my God! Please, don't. did I just say that? A flavor um, saver. Um, yeah. <laughs> that little, what do you call those little things? Not soul those, patch. Oh, soul patch. There you yeah. go. I like that much better. <clears throat> yes. I had a soul patch. Um, <laughs> are, do you believe in trends of hair or is it, or do you not? Is it all about of the moment? Like, what's your thought? Well, you know what? Um, Cause you know, as a platform artist for Matrix Hair Care, which is a, a huge manufacturer. And we were literally trains for new trends every spring mm. and we would have a lead into the fall trend that would really lead into that spring trend so gotcha. there was a huge focus on that and you know there's it's funny because a lot of people are like well how do you get your inspiration and i am a people watcher mm. like I, before the rona i would go to i would go to venice beach and just watch people gotcha. <laughs> or, or, or melrose and one thing I love about being in that dance world 
is a lot of street dance has created a ton of fashion. Mm. You know, you'll see it on you'll see it on um, a hip hop dancer, and the next thing you know, because it was in the moment, it is now on trend. So right. I love that element where I could. Oh, you want to mix your hair up a bit? Let's do something just a skosh, you know, crazy or a little off balance or whatever because of of whatever vibe they're having. And I always have to, I always have to, you know, tell myself it might not be my favorite style, mm-hmm. but it is definitely going to apply to some people. <clears throat> and so, inevitably, whenever I, whenever I just lean in to the whole situation and mm-hmm. do something different i have to be the one that's ready for change just as much as that contestant or client or celebrity ah you know what i think that really is a testament to your success dean because so many artists let's just say in general you know it's my way or no way or the high yeah you know it's like uh that doesn't work it 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 doesn't work i've learned that in my design career i've learned it in so many other facets of my life um it's a collaboration and you have to be willing to let go but on the other side of the coin where do you draw the line of like I'm unwilling to do that or has that ever happened to you? It hasn't happened to me, but when we do TV there, I have guidelines Mm -hmm. because I have to be able to see both eyes. Okay. Because if you, if, if we're doing a TV show and I cannot see your eyes, you're not building a relationship with the audience. So when you say two, we call it like two eyes, but when you say both eyes, you literally mean like, do not have hair hanging over one of your eyes? Yeah, because there's so many times where, oh, I just want a deep side part and I want to cover this eye. And I go, well, uh, first of all, the makeup artist is going to be so pissed at me because, you know, that that false lash, that false lash or whatever oh, right, is right, on that right. side is going to be totally messed up because the gotcha. hair is heavy. And, you know, it, it's like, um, you know, when I was on QVC, they go look into the lens of the camera because that means you're looking into the eyes of every viewer. And that's right. how you that's how you establish a relationship. Sure. But if but if I have a ton of hair in my eyes and I'm not focused and I'm not connected, it makes a big difference, especially on a competition show, because you need to connect with the audience to get those votes to maintain your position. Wow. Okay. I should just be taking notes, but thank God we're recording this because there's just so much to learn here. Okay. So I'm okay with washing my hair once every 10 days. Yeah. I definitely need to use less product. Um, I'm kind of a sucker for that. I'm into this new little stuff. I don't even know what it's called, but it's like dry dust. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, dry dust. I, you know, it's like a texture powder. Yes. Yeah. A texture powder. For dry yes. dust. Yeah, same thing. Um, but it's super cool. I mean, like you just like spray a little and next thing you know, your hair just kind of I don't because it like dries it in place. Yeah, something. no, it's it's a texture spray. So mm. it's it's much like it's it's much like a dry shampoo without the powder, without ah. that much. Um, but you know, like a lot of people use dry shampoo to create that look as well to give it a little ah. more texture, even on clean hair where they wanted oh, to okay. have a little more grit. Okay. So what other tips? And um, what's this thing about le- putting conditioner or, or leaving conditioner? Or like you take it, you turn off the water in the shower, and then you put conditioner in your hair and then you leave it. Is that good or bad? Well, it depends on your in your hair. Like, for example, you have curly hair, so I would do a light leave-in conditioner because it helps mm. to fuse those curls together so you don't get really frizzy and fly away. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have really thin, fine hair, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of any leave-in conditioner because it's just going to make your hair look even more flat. Ah. <clears throat> so 
Um, like curly, curly and thicker textures really, really perform well with a little even conditioner. Okay. And this is starting to sound like a consultation. I should just pay you. Um, but let me, let me ask every, a... every day of my life. <laughs> and then we're going to go into therapy in a moment. I love it. Um, <laughs> um, so let's talk color. For okay. A moment. Um, you know, in my world, there's the obvious colors, whatever, blonde, brown, auburn, you know, whatever. Yes. whatever. Okay. Uh, red hair or whatever. Okay. Well, that's auburn, right? Yeah. Um, so um, in your world, I bet there's like a million colors, right? Well, I mean, there's chestnut, there's magenta, there's caramel tones, every, you know, there's a coffee bean, there's mm. all of anything that, that you can relate to a physical, like tangible, you know, product, there mm -hmm. is a color to match it. If you wanted lime green hair, we have color for that. Mm. Now, have so, you ever invented a color, like, or customized a color blend? Well, I mean, you custom. You, I customize it all the time, just with right. regular clients, and gotcha. that's based on the color formulation of, you know, somebody might go, oh, you know what, I really love, um, I'd love to have a, a beautiful chestnut, but not a red chestnut, more, mm. uh, and so it's it's that your consultation skills are key. And I tell everybody, I go, listen, I'm a good hairdresser. I'm not a great hairdresser, but I'm an amazing listener. Uh, and yeah. one of my really close friends is a doctor and she was going through med school. And I go, I'm like, Janet, how in the actual hell do you remember all of these ailments, diseases, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, Dean, just listen. They're sick. Uh, They're going to tell you what's wrong with them. Pay attention. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, copy that. That sounds right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's really good advice. No, um, but so that's how it's been, you know, with the consultation too. So it's very specific in that color wheel. I mean, you mm -hmm. know the color wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm thinking about it in, with hair. Um, and I was right. blonde at one point. I was like, uh, you know, and I think the greatest compliment I ever got is someone came up to me and said, wow, what it would be like to be a natural blonde? And I like literally laughed inside. Um, <laughs> but that that was such a process because I'm going to put it in my words. You can yes. use those oil secretions and all the other things in a moment. <laughs> but like you had to lift it, like to strip it or something, and then oh. you had to bring it down to the color it was supposed to be. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. It, because you are about a level four or five, and okay. in order to go blonde, that's a level 10, 11. So oh, okay. those are all levels that we have to lift out. And based on that color wheel, you know you're going to go, you're dark, so you have a red underlining base. Mm. So you will you will graduate through every tone of red, burgundy, blah, blah, blah. And then you'll go into the orange color tones, and then you'll go into the yellow color tones, and then mm. pale yellow, depending on how light you want your desired level and then that's when you do your toners or your or your platinums or whatever it is you want to do gotcha so is that why some people get caught with like orange or yellow hair because they just didn't go high enough yes or lifted enough i guess you would say yes that is correct and a lot of times it's incredibly difficult to take someone from dark hair to blonde hair in one day ah and so that's why especially if you have long hair plan on it being a three or four step process. Uh, you know, I never thought about that, but you know, I worked with Sandra Bullock and I remember when we yeah. were on the net and we were shooting in San Francisco and I remember the hair person, hair, what do you call them? Head of hair department? I yeah, guess. department uh, head. Yeah, I remember them because we had to book her and like schedule her out. And I remember that it was it like took a week to get her hair to however they wanted it. Yeah. It was like this whole process. It wasn't just come on in and two hours later, you're going to look exactly how we want it. No, no, no. Because you yeah. can do it in one day, but it's really damaging to the hair. 
Ah, uh, so okay, so yeah, because you're, just, you're just stripping the hair of all its color. Yeah. Um. So, so that's uh, look. I feel like we're talking about all our man folk here, <laughs> women out there. What's some really good advice? I mean, you know, yes, you know, women color their hair, of course. Oh, but yeah. um. So you said you're a people watcher. Um, yes. Are I? I am too, but probably not as much as you. But do you judge people by their hair when you meet them? Well, you know, it's I love. I love that you asked that question because there's a lot of people that will come up to me and they, and, that know me and they're like, what would you do with my hair? And I go, time out. What don't you like about your hair? Mm. Because I could tell you to cut this and that might be your favorite part of your hair. Right. So let's, let's break that down into the consultation. And, and that's why, that's why I'm just like, a, a consultation is so incredibly important. Right. No, and, it makes sense. I mean, even as a designer, I know that. Yeah, you, know, and, you have to listen. You have to listen. They're going to tell you everything. You ask the right questions. You be engaged. They're going to tell you everything you want to know, right? You know, and when they're when a person is like, I absolutely want, don't want to see any red. It's mm. not like I, I'm, you know, it's not like I'm going to pull out <laughs> a mahogany color to put on her. Yeah, yeah, please don't. That you'd probably lose your job yet again. Right? <laughs> no. You know, it's just like the craziness. Yeah, but um, it is about that consultation. And you know, for me, the 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 greatest thing um, a woman can do. So, like for first example, uh-huh. if if let's say a woman has really curly hair and she struggles to blow it out, okay, I'm like invest in the blow dry bar. Just make uh, an appointment okay. and get a solid blowout, even if it's once a week. Because now, is that that Brazilian blowout thing that was so popular? No, that's that's chemicals. This is oh, just oh, like okay. they you go in, you get shampooed, and they literally blow your hair dry. Ah, okay. Because mo- a lot of people don't have that hand-eye coordination with oh, a round brush and a blow dryer to really create that beautiful look. And to me, if that blow dry is you know, $50 or whatever, that's $50 well spent if it makes you feel good. Right. And so I'm not one of those guys that, oh, limit your spending. No, if 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 that's going to make you happy, if nails are going to make you happy, if you want Cardi B nails, then go work it out. I have source, <laughs> you know, I have some Swarovski crystals that you can have. But if it if if it feeds your soul, do it. Yeah. And don't and don't think about it. Like if you want to get your hair colored, but you're really nervous, there's many ways to enter into the color arena. You could have a glaze or a gloss as a starter just mm. to see how the hair is shiny and maybe a tinge of color. That's your natural color. And it just riches your hair. So there's there's many ways to introduce new processes to people, but they have to communicate what they've what what's on their mind. God, that just makes such complete sense because I'm listening to you as a designer, as an interior designer. It's the same thing. Some people are just really fearful of color or there's certain really fearful. Don't like. Yeah. Yes. And so that the, that baby step process and listening and having them build confidence is God, so key. You know, so, and, the, and the thing, too, is like, let's say let's say you have a you know, you have a client that doesn't doesn't like red. Okay. But there might be a photograph or a, a photo or art that has just a tiny little bit of red in right. to start that process. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just that tiny little bit could infuse, oh, it does really, it feels warm and it feels, you know, energy, red is love, blah, 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 blah. So I, I'm all, I'm a big fan of just experiment. And guess what? If you don't like that, that art can be changed out. 
Sure. Um, gosh, you're just resonating on so many levels because I think about my uh, uh, one client I have who has now is a good friend as well. And I'm sure we'll listen to this podcast so they know exactly <laughs> who I'm talking about. Um, when we first started working together um, on their um, they have several homes and uh, they were like, no blue, no blue. It reminds me of my grandmother or mom or whatever, like absolutely no blue. And now like the running joke is many years later, it's like, oh, my God, I love blue. It's like, you know, <laughs> and he does. Yeah. And, and you're right. It was a very deliberate step-by-step process, yeah. but, but he also had to be open to it as well as, you know, me inserting it. Right. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now my ears just perked up. Yeah, um, <clears throat> no, but I think it's really important. Baby steps is really key. Uh, so, Hey Dean, you mentioned yes. earlier, Lisa Gibbons, uh, yes. you know, she ended up on the worst dress list in Hollywood. When you look at the best and worst dress lists of Hollywood, yes. do you focus on the hair? Uh, well, let's just talk about, is there a hair list like that? Or is that just in your mind? No, you know what? It's in, <clears throat> it's in the mind first and foremost, but mm-hmm. you know, even like, you know, the, the worst dress list and she was only on it once. Just saying. Yeah. Uh-huh. <clears throat> but the thing too is the um just to understand and she loved it she goes i i felt amazing i felt like i was in my element i felt mm-hmm. like it was really really great and the thing too is when you're on the worst dress list <clears throat> it all goes together right if you're if you're wearing something that's really really simple you should have sissy spacek makeup do you know mm, what I mean? Right. But if you're going to go gaga in a meat dress, then take everything <laughs> to the next level. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and, but if you do go to that next level, commit and participate. Right. Commit. That's where, mm, that's like, but, I always describe that as like jumping off a mountain and finding your wings on the way down. Yeah. But you or have to, because com- it's scary, right? Yeah. It's super scary, but you have to commit, but you also have to, you have to own it. Because if you don't own it, it's not going to, the vibe is not, the message is not going to be relayed. (laughs) It sounds like And then if I'm in line at Starbucks and there's somebody in front of me, but maybe, and maybe she's not the nicest person to the barista, Uh, I'm not going to tell her that you can see her extension uh, sticking out. (laughs) I mean, if they were nice, I would. I would go, you know, hey, boo, I can help you with that. But I don't, if they're being kind of bitchy, I'm like, oh, live your life. Someone's going to tell you sooner or later. Not me, not today. what's next what's next for dean banowitz well the next big thing for me is you know before um before the whole virus situation i was going to open in um uh, a brick and mortar training academy Mm -hmm. um for hair and so during all this i decided to kind of course correct and we're doing the online courses right and then hopefully next summer I will be in a live work loft and have literally a curriculum for um, for hair students to come learn how to do hair for TV and film. Yeah, gosh, you have to give your I I love that you're giving your gift away because you are just so talented. But when you give it away, you get it back tenfold. Yes, of course. Yes, you do. Um, So are is your seminar a course for people like me or is it people just in the business? You know, um, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's like geared to people in the business because mm-hmm. it's like structural building of hair and, right. and like script breakdowns and that sort of thing. But I, I have to tell you, I have a, I have a couple of non hairdresser friends that I've met in my life and they're obsessed with just watching stuff. Yeah. 
well, that's why I think I wanted you on this podcast. <laughs> you know, I just am secretly obsessed. I never could imagine myself as a hairdresser because I don't think I have the patience. I probably would just stab people um, because it's just so like pressure to me. Like, and like, I can barely brush or comb my hair, let alone, I can't even imagine what I would do to someone else. There's a lot of stress. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, I, bet. I have no doubt. So, um, so question, what do yes. you, what would you like your legacy to be, Dean? You know, it's funny that you even said that because, you know, um, I have been, okay, I hate even saying this, but I've been, tr I've been trying to put like my will together because I want to mm -hmm. update it and get it put together. And, <clears throat> you know, when, because um, my, my mother had just passed away uh, a year ago and we decided to set up a scholarship in her and my father's name okay. um, for any, for it's, it's, I think it's like an additional, you know, I think it's like two or three grand, but it's for anyone who's going to a trade school mm -hmm. because literally not a single person in my family of all 15 kids has a four-year degree. We are God, all I'm... trade specialist people mm. who went to school for two years and work that trade like nobody's business. Mm -hmm. And so my ultimate goal would, mm -hmm. but to have some sort of an academy-based um, scholarship program with my name attached to it. Absolutely, people can trade up. Yes. <laughs> what would the dean of today tell the younger dean? Oh my God! Save money. Invest. <laughs> I I remember I I had my um my Roth when I was, when I was younger and I stopped it because I was mm -hmm. just in a, in a crazy part of my life. And I, that's one thing I wish I never would have stopped. I wish I would have invested more mm -hmm. um, and just learn more about money earlier. Yeah. Good advice. Cause I, yeah. I imagine, especially in Hollywood where money just seems to flow all over the place and unrealistic amounts. And, you know, it's something I had to learn even when I first got here is yeah. like, um, that's good that you make that salary, but I don't, Right. <laughs> you know, and then eventually the, you know, the, the tide even itself out somewhat, but still what a hard lesson. Learned, well, you know? you know, and it was crazy. One of the, one talent I worked on early on, she was on the phone. I was doing her hair and she's on the phone with, the big president of the production company. And she was like, I am a single mother. How do you think I can survive on 750,000 a year? Oh. And in my head, I go, give me 350,000 in that kid and I'll show you how it's done. <laughs> that's my point. Exactly. No, and that's why I was like, whoa. And that kind of like steered me. That, that was like jolting to me. I'll never forget that. And I was like, wow, that entitlement is kind of intense. Mm. And yeah. kind of intense. And, and I was just, it just sits with me. So I'm like, yeah, I like my motto in life is to under promise and over deliver. I because love that. that's because that's when you stand out. And you know what, I will make sure that I cover whatever it is you need to cover. But if I can do just a little bit more, I'm going to be ready to do it. Yeah. And do it well. Tell us a little bit about the Dean's list of daddy do's. Well, the Dean's List of Daddy Do's is a step-by-step how-to guide for dads to do their kids' hair. Because I, um, you know, being one of 15 children, eight boys, seven girls, I constantly heard my um, sister-in-laws and sisters complaining about their husbands. Right. Not, not helping get kids ready for school or for dance recitals or for church or for right. whatever. And I, you know, and I was like, whoa, if this is happening in my family... I mean, it's a greater level because there's more people, but it's got to be happening all over. 
Sure. And I was so like, you wrote, so you wrote a book about it. I wrote a book about it and it's a coloring book for the kids. And it's a whole step-by-step process of, you know, I teach guys how to braid hair using the cables on the back of the TV. Cause there's three, it's a good <laughs> starting point, you know, all of those things. And, you know, I'd never done a book before and it was, it was quite interesting. I was on dancing with the stars at the time working on that team and ginger Z who's the weather person on good morning America. Mm-hmm. She was a contestant and I had, I had the books just came in and I, I, I put one in a little gift bag and I gave it to her for a little wrap gift. And I think it was about a month later, she, she sent me an, she sent me a direct message on Instagram. She goes, Dean, could you send me five of those books? And I go, yeah, is everything okay? And she goes, I love this book so much. I'm going to pitch it for a morning segment on good morning America. Yeah. And, and I was look what happened. No. And I was in inside. I was like vomiting everywhere outside. <laughs> cool as a cucumber. Because you know, when stuff like that happens, you have to release it to the universe. There's you you have no control over it. You have to let whatever happens happens. And because I did that, they had me on the Rachel Ray show and I did Access Hollywood Entertainment Tonight, E, so many different shows. And it was just, and still it's such a great um holiday gift and Father's mm-hmm. Day gift. And you know, you can, it can be kitschy if you want it to be kitschy. If you just want to get it to color, it's a great coloring book. Yeah. I would encourage anybody to just pick it up. up. The Dean's List of Daddy Do's. What a great yeah. name. And, that, and how great that it's on Amazon. I love uh, that I could self-publish. Uh, I know it's a love-hate relationship, but. It is because the moment you say no more Amazon, you're like, oh, but I need that right now. So it's like. Yeah. Or I can't find it anywhere else. Hey, everyone. As we listen to Dean Banowitz today, we wanted to give all of you the opportunity to win a copy of his book, The Dean's List of Daddy Do's. Uh, I have it right here in front of me. It's a fantastic book. It's hairstyling training book for dads. Like who doesn't need to learn how to style their kid's hair? In addition, it's also a coloring book. It's magical. And we have three autographed copies to give away. All you need to do is like our post on Dean on Instagram. It's Scandalabra Podcast. And then tag a friend. Dean, you've been a- an absolute pleasure. I Thanks always love talking me. to you. Absolutely. Um, I can't wish you any more success, but I wish you continued success. That's for Thanks. sure. Thanks. And, and same to you, my friend. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And thanks for being on the show. I have no doubt our listeners are going to love you and your tips. I, you know, are invaluable. So I appreciate it. You (laughs) must go to Dean's. What's your, tell us what your Instagram handle is. The Instagram is dbano. Yeah. D-B-A-N-O on Instagram. So hats off to you. Thank you, Dean. I love you. Thank you you so much. Love you too. And take care. This has been an MBU production. To learn more, go to markburnettes.com. That's M-A-R-K-B-R-U-N-E-T-Z.com.